Hello and welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, a movie podcast where us knuckleheads haven't watched a movie that you probably saw a long ass time ago. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Claire Canez. And today we are watching Friday. Yes. Friday. Which is a 90s classic, mm-hmm. right? Like mid 90s? I would say, yeah, definitely mid 90s. I would probably put it at 95 probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I probably would have been a little young for it. Um and I don't think it would have been on my radar. So I don't know how I haven't seen this, though, like in college or like somewhere, because yeah. I feel like it's a movie that like maybe not every Tom, Dick and Harry has seen, but a lot of people from our generation has. Yeah, I guess would be the way to put it. It's not like a multi-generational. I don't think like boomers love this movie necessarily. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, for some reason, it. it feels very Gen X and millennial. Right. I, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's a dense pocket of people that have seen it. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they. you could even find this poster. Yeah. Like everywhere, too. Like, I I, I just feel like it really is. It was. I, I feel like in some ways it's like a breakthrough a little bit because yeah. it really is. It's it's really well done. It's a funny comedy yeah uh, not meandering in a bad way but like just these two goofs you kind of just see their day and yeah yeah i kind of feel like it it has like a lot of dna from a lot of indie movies from like clerks and mm-hmm. stuff like that i do feel like there's kind of this indie quality to it but it but from what i remember it was really shot really well you know yeah right like the production value was great that's awesome. When they got Ice Cube. Out, out, I, I love him. I yeah. love him. We were gushing at the end of our last podcast episode. Yeah. How he's bigger to me than Snoop. And yeah, for, for sure. sure. But I know that if he is ever tested, he could probably bring out like the scary. He has a scary. He could be so scary sometimes. Oh, he's intense. But yeah. then he could be so goofy. And yep. I, I love that about him. Uh, also, his son. Such a good actor. Yeah. Oh, my God. In Straight Outta Compton. He's mm-hmm. also in... Ingrid Goes West, which might oh, be, I think it's on our list. Yeah. Um, probably for like a year, I think we put it on the schedule, the tentative schedule that could change. It's more of an indie darling, but mm-hmm. I just want Clark to watch it in general. Like, yeah. It's a great film. I heard, I've no reason why I haven't seen that one either. Yeah. Definitely not because of him, because I think, I think he's great. Yeah. He's, he's one of the lead guys in it. Yeah. Um, and he's also actually, funny enough, uh, he was also in a Star Wars TV show called Kenobi. Oh, I think I read that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in that and I, I saw him pop up and I was like, damn, is that O'Shea Jackson mm-hmm. Jr.? Like, whoa. Oh, my yeah. God. So it was like a really cool and that's cameo. Something, okay. Like there's a lot of discourse in the culture about nepotism and nepo babies. This is one I am not mad at because he yes. is talented. Right. And he isn't flaunting any financial privilege. He isn't like I don't see him in the paparazzi dating like every bimbo model. I don't no, not that models are bimbo. That was but you know what I'm saying? Like I he's not going mean, for yeah. that look, you know? I it's not like he's in France every other week. Yeah. Uh some of these other nepotism babies, specifically the ones that cannot act that think they can, or got a modeling job even though they don't fit the criteria they're still beautiful but they don't they really don't look like a model there's a few of them 
um, or have dead eyes in their photos, even if they do look like a model. It's yeah. like, you guys would not be at the status that you are. And they're always talking about how they work hard and it was harder for them. And, you know, like yeah. one earlier this year was like, no artist would sacrifice their vision. And she's the worst actress. Yeah. Maybe that's working. And I mean that sincerely, y- <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's Cindy Crawford's daughter, Kai yeah, Gerber. Sure. It's, yeah. I haven't watched the show she's on, the clips I've seen. I was cringing and crying at once. It is so bad. But like O'Shea Jackson Jr., Bryce Dallas Howard, Kate Hudson, Jamie Lee Curtis, even an older one. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. You know, there's, hey, I'll even say Jacob Dylan of the Wallflowers fame, who's Bob Dylan's son. Yeah. They had some bangers. Yeah. I don't hate the Wallflowers. I don't. I I should be cooler than that. I'm not. And, and, but it's like I hate that this, I do hate that debate because it really yeah. is kind of I and I do understand. Yes, there are talented people out there, but sometimes sometimes you could have been from a family and mm-hmm. yeah, you do get into the room more, but also at the same time like a lot of those quote-unquote mm-hmm. nepo babies mm-hmm. That's been their entire li- like Jamie Lee Curtis is a yeah. great example. Yeah, or uh Maude Apatow. Yeah, you know, right. like that's a great example. And she was great. I just rewatched Amazing. Knocked Up and she was a great child actress. So right. I'm not mad at people following in their parents' footsteps. And if it's easier for them, well, then I guess good for them. But when I'm watching all these untalented mm-hmm. Nepo babies. Yeah. And I, and I, they're I, taking jobs away from people yeah. who are talented, Absolutely. who are not being seen like the Kaya Gerbers of the world or the... I, you know, other, there's a bunch of, them. I can't even keep track. They mm-hmm. all look alike to me too. Right. So yeah. that's like the other thing that like, I heard Cara Delevingne is controversial as an actress. Mm. Like people either love her or they hate, like some people are in her camp and some people are like, yeah. no, 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 no. Or like Miley Cyrus's little sister is apparently pretty God awful at acting mm. and she's gotten some roles like, yeah, I've been researching Nepo Babies for a character I want to do, but I, I literally cannot keep half of them straight because they look so yeah. much alike and they have, such similar quote-unquote careers and mm-hmm. it is infuriating yeah i i i agree with you because there's sometimes i don't know who the parents i don't yeah i'm not like constantly if i liked somebody's performance in a movie mm-hmm. i liked it you right know? but if it, but now it's like if someone's bad and you look them up you realize their parents are yeah. famous yeah that didn't used to be the norm right and i'll also go like a step further some people when they are successful in one mm-hmm. realm and then they like ice cube mm-hmm. like very successful career in two different you know, very different arenas exactly and like a lot of people i know people that really i i think this was kind of more like 10 years ago or something i remember people were like oh well it's like unfair that like this person was an uh a musician mm-hmm. and now they're an actor and now right. it's like it's like okay, the only reason why you got that job is because you're of, you know, your clout and stuff like that. And I'm like, again, I don't hate when that happens. Like When it's good. When When it's it's good. Yeah. Yeah. When it's from Kelly to Justin, the American Idol movie that probably did not need to be made or need to be made with those quote unquote actors. But when it's like, um, isn't Lady Gaga a good actress? Yeah, she's great. You know, I I don't think I've actually seen her, but I've heard that there's, um, or even like we, we, when we watched the color purple, we talked about both 
uh, Oprah and Whoopi kind of coming from different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Like Oprah was in broadcast television. Incredible actress. Mm-hmm. Incredible. That was not the Oprah of it all. And it was before she was as famous as she became. Whoopi Goldberg, stand-up comedian, yeah. holding her own against Robin Williams. Right. Not one joke, not one funny moment mm-hmm. came from Whoopi Goldberg. Amazing. So it's like, Sometimes people are talented. It's why, including Whoopi Goldberg, some people are EGOT recipients. Like, who cares? Like, Mm -hmm. you can be multi-talented. But, yeah, when Britney Spears tried to act, that wasn't the best. Exactly. And she didn't get any other jobs after that. Yeah. So it's like, I'm hoping that this current crop of Nepo babies Mm -hmm. stops getting jobs. Like, the jig is up soon, I hope, since the public. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah. Look him up he, if you he, haven't seen him. Because he's not weird about it. Yeah, he's not and weird he's about talented. it. And he's talented. Yeah. He's humble. He's very humble. And which yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if I would be humble in that mm-hmm. situation, to be honest. But, yeah. um, but and then also in this movie, we have Chris Tucker. Oh, that's right. I forgot he was in this. I know. And you know what? He was in, I he was in, I think, Silver Linings Playbook. Mm. I'm not that big of a fan of David O. Russell. I heard he's like a real big asshole. Mm. But anyways, like he was in that, but I hadn't seen him at that point, like in 10 years. Mm. And I was like, I was just so happy to see him. Like, I don't know. Sometimes when you see a familiar face like that, or it's like somebody that was so ubiquitous. Right. You know, I mean, because he was obviously in uh, Jackie Chan movies. Oh, uh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Which and I stuff weirdly like saw. I weirdly saw yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. So he was like in all those. And, and then like he just, I, I think he probably got burnt out and stopped. And yeah, but he's amazing in this. He's so, he's, he's so, such a watchable actor. Like yeah. he's kind of a scene stealer. He is, you know, for sure. like in a good. I mean, obviously a good way. It's a compliment. Yeah, and I really do like the cast on here. I haven't seen this movie in a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's weird because I think I've seen Next Friday more than I've seen mm. this. How old were you when you first saw this? This one, one? God, I was young. Really? I was probably like thirteen or so. Okay, yeah, pretty young. You know interesting is there i why do i feel like there's either like a phrase or like some kind of lexicon or cultural reference from this movie i feel like there's There's something that's out it's probably more but like it's like you got knocked the fuck out Hmm. and you'll see it in there there might be another one i i might feel like this is a quoted or there's something like clueless like about it Mm-hmm. Where there's like a catchphrase or something, I don't know. I, yeah. but I don't. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I could be conflating it with another movie too, because I have not seen this. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is it that time to see? Should yeah. We finally watch let's it? watch it. All right. Okay. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. It is Friday. We have seen Friday. Um, Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I don't know if I loved it. I'm still kind of processing. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the plot was for maybe roughly halfway through, but I was, the characters were so fun. I didn't care, but it was a little slow moving for me. Yeah. It's very, I, yeah, I think watching it now, I'm like, damn, this is really slow. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it, it, it's it it's kind of interesting, I will say, because I think at this time, what I'm, what my feeling is is Ice Cube is still like, dude, I'm still street, right? I'm like, yeah, this was ninety five, yeah, exactly. So he's not like, 
I I think I because later on he kind of embraces the fun because like I'll say like next Friday like mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit tighter actually oh, okay and I think it's because you know we already established the characters and stuff and anyways like and that one came out in 2000 so that was a good five years after mm. this which is interesting yeah but yeah it's an interesting snapshot but i don't yeah but it wasn't like super funny ish like a few like, moments were mostly starring chris tucker yeah uh, <laughs> such a good i could watch him read the phone book he's just so, so entertaining <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean, just him, just nor- his normal, his yeah. baseline. Mm-hmm. So funny. Yeah. He's just so, we were talking, especially when he was like reluctantly breaking into the window, like that mm-hmm. scene, like so effortless. Yeah. You can't teach that. Like you <laughs> exactly. cannot teach that. <laughs> really good timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good timing on it. And yeah, and I think the cast is good. And you yeah. know what? I think in a lot of ways, this does kind of just tell the story because this could have been written as a tragedy as well well i mean that's kind of also the the song he did it you know good day mm -hmm. yeah like that's like an important song because it was talking about his life and like everything went well like you know like i forget all the lyrics offhand because we're Mm -hmm. also coming down from being high we did a double header uh Mm -hmm. today we watched uh, up in smoke but I, so I, usually I know the lyrics to this, but I, I feel like I'm going to butcher them. But mm-hmm. it talks about there's no drive-bys. Yeah. There's, um, you know, like not a helicopter in sight. Like, you know, like and and so I think this is like a weird other side of that coin mm-hmm. where like it's a little it's not the best day ever. It wasn't like but it ended on a good note. Yeah. But it shows some of the stuff that inspired it was a good day that maybe happened on other days that weren't exactly. as good. If that makes sense. I don't know if I'm like wording it correctly but no I th- I slice of that, life right a slice yeah. of life yeah exactly and it's just a bunch of you know and i think also i mean because i didn't realize this but yeah it was written by ice Cube. yeah we DJ clocked that Pooh. in the beginning and it was like oh shit he's a writer too i didn't know that i, didn't, I, didn't I mean did either. he write straight out of compton though i think he produced I, it at least but i don't remember he maybe he did write it i don't know now that i'm thinking about it but but i think for him for him in like 1995 ni- yeah, yeah yeah and he was still trying to be tough i felt mm-hmm. and i think he he did a he did a good job of telling the story of where he comes from and you know and it's weird because like I, you know, I lived in, you know, the Los Angeles area during mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. So I do remember, you know, because it it's weird because like a, there's a drive-by in this. Yeah. And that's, I was like, oh shit. I for, I almost forgot that, that it was that mm-hmm. life or death in this movie. Yeah. And it was like weird because I think when I first watched it, it was like, oh, that's like a normal thing. Yeah. Like I might have to deal with a drive-by in my life yeah. or whatever. Right. So I think like it's really, I think now when I watch it, I'm like, oh shit, a drive-by. That's mm-hmm. so scary. It's not on the tip of people's tongues yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They still happen, but it's not frequent the way it was. Or maybe it's just not reported on. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, the, and, and you know what? I was half thinking that maybe it really is. We've gotten desensitized to it. They yeah. just don't even... 
Because sometimes when there's mass shootings now, they, they don't even. Talk I don't, about I it only sometimes. usually know if it happens in a, a geographic location that I know people in, because mm-hmm. I see them post about it on social yeah. media. Like there's been countless in Colorado. Well, since always, but I mean, like even over the past couple of years, like a bunch of supermarkets and stuff, and I, I only know. know it because I'm plugged into Denver yeah. and Boulder, and um, I mean, the Mall of America had a mass shooting yes. a year ago, and a lot of people don't know that. I was talking I about it that day, and people were like, are you sure? And I thought, you know, like accidental gaslighting when like people are not trying to abuse you or control you, but you just they. It, oh, it, I it's didn't a, hear that. Yeah, but yeah, and 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 you start to question, like, did I make that up? Did I have a dream? Like, you know, you mm-hmm. can more gaslight yourself because you don't trust your own story. But then I pulled it up on like Google. I'm like, no, yeah, this happened. And yeah, it wasn't really mainstream news, which is so crazy now. Yeah, Ugh, it's sad. Yeah. So I mean, it like, could be drive by the same thing. Yeah. So I think like drive by. I feel like. Maybe when I watched this the first time, I was, like, really desensitized to where I didn't remember that part, but, yeah. But, like, also, drive-bys often, maybe not always, I can't say I know this super well, but isn't it part, like, sometimes, like, gang initiations? Mm -hmm. Because I know in Denver, what gang initiations would do in the summer in particular is they would target bars where there was, like, a lot of, like, yuppie-ish white people oh, like really? or broy kind of like white people that would be coming out of it and they would try to single them out mm-hmm. going to their cars and beat them up and take their money or if not worse mm-hmm. I-, I remember there was a few summers in a row where like that was actively reported on and, like wow. you need to watch out so i wonder if like there's just different with different generations of gangs just different ways of initiating because mm-hmm. yeah, if probably. the cops know what to look for then you know people know what to look for it's not effective, and I feel like eventually I didn't hear of that as much. Yeah. Probably because they found a new way. I, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, to be fair. No, yeah, for sure. Some of that's propaganda, too, yeah. you know, I, I think in some ways. But, um, uh, but, but like, going back to the movie, I really think that they had kind of like an anti-gun mm-hmm. message. Um, that was so fascinating, that scene with the dad yeah. talking him out of having the gun i because i didn't know where that scene was gonna go mm-hmm. yeah and because like the dad was also for all intents and purposes kind of set up as a kook for sure so for him to like have this powerful voice of reason that was so grounded and like <laughs> just common sense in a way that's not even common sense it's not that common like that's right. what i'm trying to say yeah um that's that was a good red herring. That was really good. That caught me off guard. One hundred percent. Because I was like, so "What hard. is this kook gonna say?" Because he's weird about his toilet in a lot of different ways. He won't let mm-hmm. Chris Tucker in. He wants to have a conversation <laughs> with his son. Like it, he got bit in the ass. Like he's the butt of literally the butt yeah, of the jokes. And a- like suddenly he's like dropping wisdom. <laughs> yeah. In an unironic way. Like wow. Right. And he was talking about how like if I knew that moving into this neighborhood like you would yeah. have to walk around with a gun I would have never moved here and it's yeah. like god that is insane. I mean especially you know talking about South Central and th- this is like uh, such a sad mm-hmm. thing. I mean you I don't know if you uh, if you guys have heard of something called redlining, especially in, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. it was really bad. 
where it was like pretty much if you were a person of color, you couldn't buy any property north of the 10 freeway. Mm. And that's, that's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. And it's weird because like I was watching a special and this was 1975, 1972 mm-hmm. or something like that. And they were showing, I mean, because, yeah, there was, you know, a large African-American community in in Watts and, you know, Compton. But it, now when we think about it, it's like, oh, those are, you know, scary. But it, it wasn't always. Mm-hmm. But it really was like a lot of the... Um, a lot of the policies of the city that really well, that's made always things the so. case, you know, yeah. it's the same thing with gerrymandering and like how that has so many domino effects and yeah. like, especially regarding like public schools and like sure. what gets priority funding. And it's like, it's why it's so stupid to hate people based on whatever demographic they make up mm-hmm. because it's not an inherited trait. If you don't it, like something, it's yeah. a byproduct of the government or other types of systemic systems fucking over people yeah. and people being in rocks and between rocks and hard places. It's so true. And then the media distorting the reality of shit. Like it's complicated. Yeah. And it truly is. And you know, it's not like, uh, I mean, for example, like every time I've been to court for mm-hmm. whatever, like a fix it ticket or whatever, the makeup of, of the city is, Mm-hmm. definitely majority it, it it would probably lean towards hispanic but mm-hmm. uh, but white would be yeah. a big portion but i mean if you looked at the if you looked at the people who were at the courthouse yeah it's not like that it, it's you know it's mostly people of color and yeah and which is another systemic in addition to everything we just said and how that hits all the nails mm-hmm. on the head right the whole legal system sort of sets people up to fail exactly and like keep saying in the cycle so it's like yeah and yeah. and you know and it's so true where the father was coming from yeah in that in that scene because he was like you know i pro- he probably grew up there during the 70s or whatever yeah probably bought a house and it was you go you know you're when you're in that neighborhood and you know i i've been to you know i've been to south central i mm-hmm. used to tutor actually in compton mm. and the houses are beautiful but it really is like they can't sell those houses because it's so you wouldn't be able to sell it for a lot because right. it's in Compton and right. it's so sad. And, you know, a lot of those real estate policies and law enforcement policies really just screwed up all those neighborhoods. Ugh. And it's yeah, it's really sad. And um, but yeah, going back to it, like the dad probably, you know, moved the family there in the 70s and, you know, it was probably night and day. And yeah. The, and Which is so scary too. just like even stepping away from like political socio mm-hmm. perspective like nothing lasts forever yeah you know yeah. like the roman empire fell mm-hmm. <laughs> like you yeah. know like it, it's just like it's just scary to you know i think something that i've had to learn to let go of is that there are no absolutes or like permanently i fix my life situations right. you just don't know what's around the corner yeah financially romantically mortality wise health wise Mm -hmm. it's just uh that's been something that's taken a lifetime to get comfortable with and i'm not even that comfortable i'm still working on it Mm -hmm. you know and 
I don't know. It can happen yeah. anywhere you live is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. Under, for, for a variety of reasons. Like, who it, knows? Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. It should be more relatable or like yeah, empathetic is what I'm trying to basically say. Right. And I think like that is one of the things about, you know, there was this whole, I, I mean, I remember during the 90s or even the late 80s, like people were like, oh. You know this gangster rap. That is the right. problem. That's the problem. But it's like no, no like listen to it. It's the reaction to yeah. The pain it's the reaction of what was happening. Yeah, and it's poetry. It's, it's like, telling the story. Yeah. And uh, so I think so. I think as meandering as this movie is, I think it did have some really good messages. Yeah, like I'm that. not yeah. mad at the movie at all. It yeah. just took me a minute to focus in on like. It's not that I was ever lost or confused, but it was like, what is happening? Like, right. what journey are we exact? Are they trying to get laid? Are they trying to get to a party? Oh, they're not going to leave the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're not going to leave the street, actually. Like, yeah. not just the neighborhood, just the street. Uh, <laughs> got it. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. But now they got to pay back Big Worm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the main plot and a little bit of a B romantic plot. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm in this movie. Okay. Okay. It you takes know, a few, like, like you're saying, slice of life. Kinda was he going to get a job? <laughs> like, yeah. Was he going to get a job what or whatever? First which, plot was. You got fired. I wonder if he did, in fact, steal something. Yeah, that wasn't. I don't think he did. I don't think he did either. Yeah, but it, they didn't really touch it. I mean, they made a joke or two at his expense later, mm-hmm. but they. It was sort of an unsolved mystery. Like it wasn't something yeah. that they like cared to return to in any meaningful fashion. Right? How did you get fired on your day off? That's such a bad feeling. Yeah. How did you have a day off? And it's like, damn, we got fired. But yeah, uh, that was a funny joke that everybody kept mentioning. That also another thing about this movie, and yeah, you were right about the by Felicia. Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The pop culture of it all that I was trying to figure yeah. out. Yeah. And it was like there was a part of me that was like. I feel like it could be by Felicia, but I'm like, no, I must be conflating that with straight out of Compton because they threw that joke in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking that was about Ice Cube. This has Ice Cube. Like, yeah. there's no way. And then I was like, oh, that's right. No, it is from Friday. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. yep. And it's so funny that it's such a big... And you know what? It was such a throwaway line. It's such a throwaway line. It's not like they said rule of threes and did it three times. They brought her name up a few times, but they didn't say by Felicia more than once. They said it one time. And we almost missed it because we were having a talk about something that happened just before. And just were like, you know, keeping an eyeball on the screen, but having a brief discussion. Mm -hmm. And then we shut up just at the moment that he was like, Bye Felicia. Bye Felicia. And I was like, looked at you. I was like, oh, that's it. That is, that is it. Yeah, because I mean, there's some of the ones. Well, because for me, I was like, oh, yeah. And you know this because that's the quote that I feel like people use. Hmm. And I honestly don't think the Bye Felicia thing was that That only popular. popped like in the past 10 years. Yeah. I don't know why that had a renaissance, if right. you will. But I mean, like. Bye Felicia. I mean, but a lot of like words slowly grow over time and then yeah. do become like the shade of it all has been around since drag queens right exactly like in the yeah. 60s or 50s or something there's a weird history to the and often with black drag queens mm-hmm. too yeah. or other types of black culture actually i think it was a weird uh agglomeration if i'm remembering the video i saw on oh, it accurately okay. yeah but it was like a whole thing that's existed forever that now is in the permanent lexicon yeah, for sure. Only in the past five years or so. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
It's weird. Yeah, pop culture is a, a trip sometimes. Yeah. What gets remembered and what doesn't. And what words take off versus yeah. like what's one thing you say at a party once and no one ever remembers it again, let alone it never ends up on a popular exactly. television show or movie or yeah. comedian and saying it and stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And this this movie was very good, uh, like kind of capturing a lot of what was going on at that time, you know? Yeah, and, it was a very... Yeah. It was like the 90s in a way that a lot of people, because the 90s are kind of have been trendy for the past mm-hmm. five to seven years, right? With like fashion and mm-hmm. hair and makeup and all of it. And it's like this movie is just because it's from peak 90s, 95. Yeah. It's just so that and Jerry Maguire, which we've talked about a few times, which Regina King, she's in our yes. second club. Mm-hmm. She's second time on the podcast. Um, also in Jerry Maguire. Like they are the those two movies are so much more nineties than anybody trying to emulate yeah. the nineties aesthetic, the nineties right. look, the nineties vibe, like whatever you want to call it. Super like subtle. it because it, it's taking all these parts that didn't always exist together mm-hmm. or it's ignoring like the boring parts like in Jerry Maguire. Like that wasn't interesting fashion. It was just what normal people were yeah. in the 90s that weren't trendy but not behind the times right yeah. whereas like this movie too had more of like the hip-hop mm-hmm. fashion that's yeah. not over the top it's not the parody that like puffy became by like 98 ish right. yeah you know what i mean like there's only one gold chain on these you know men it's exactly. it's not like it's not flavor flave and it's not puffy mo- money mm-hmm. more problems like it's not it's this weird very subtle nuanced sweet spot yeah of a moment in time that just can't be replicated exactly and i mean most of it is like working class like dickies and stuff i mean because i remember the mid 90s it was all about like dickies and like yeah across the board for a lot of cultures whether you were in the hip-hop whether you were a skater like white kid like it was everywhere did you see how much plaid was in this movie i mean yeah there was a lot of flannel yeah which is true though because grunge was peaked but Mm -hmm. still around it was relevant yeah you know like kurt cobain probably died right before this movie was filmed Mm -hmm. if this came out in 95 roughly a year before right so it's like people were yeah. still wearing plaid till 97 and yeah. then it fell. And speaking of just because we're on a tear is one of your complaints about my big fat Greek wedding was it felt like it was from the 90s. Uh-huh. But those are people who don't keep up with fashion. So by the I time so. 2002 or whatever it was rolls around, they look outdated. Right. Yeah. You know, this was like in Friday right before they look. If it was two years later, they'd look outdated. Right. Yeah. But they were still like not on the cusp of a new trend not Mm -hmm. trend starters but like go with the flow this is how people dress yeah yeah exactly i was even looking at some of the cars too and i was like oh shit like Mm -hmm. you don't see cars like that anymore i love that green car the green convertible that because it had green interior Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I have a green car, so yeah, I, like, that's I like bright green cars a lot, <laughs> you know, like not just the hunter green or the, right. you know, but I was like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they, they had some pretty cool stuff in there. I mean, honestly, even Chris Tucker's like convertible. I was like, oh, it's still a cool car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, they're making it out to be a piece of shit, but it's like yeah, a pretty cool car. It's fun. It was interesting because there's a lot of flashbacks. I, it, mm-hmm. You know, like Chris Tucker was 
telling a lot of stories. Yeah, so, at least two or three. Yeah, and I like how when they did a flashback, it was black and white. Yeah. So it was like, okay. This he is... looks good in black and white. Like, yeah. he should be in a black and white movie because oh, his face sure. is so, like, he's so good at expressions and conveying emotion. Yeah. He doesn't need colors to do that. Like, no, he doesn't. He would have, like, I want to see him in a black and white throwback old yeah. Hollywood movie. Like, oh my God. That. Yeah, he just, um, <laughs> he's so funny. He really is a, com- he's a comedic comedic genius 100 yeah. percent, loved one it. of a yeah. kind yeah like, you can't compare him to anyone yeah for he's sure just, he, he's chris tucker yeah i know he's he you can't really replicate him Mm-mm. and i because i really liked him in the fifth element i don't know if you've seen that uh when i was like 11 sure yeah yeah i don't remember it i just know bruce willis and then the model girl mm-hmm. in the orange and there was like floating cities or something yeah 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 and uh Damn, he's in that? That's cool. He's in that. He's very funny in it. He's obnoxious in it. I know a lot of people say he's obnoxious in it, but I think he's so funny in it. Because mm-hmm. he just he just has that... Yeah, he just has a certain energy, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Uh, yeah, he's just magnetic. I imagine like a lot of these things that happen in the movie are just like things that happened yeah like these are probably like a lot of true stories yeah yeah because it felt grounded it didn't feel like dramatic for drama's sake right so yeah and that's usually the something truthful is happening if exactly that's how you feel like when he gets laced uh, or when he gets a joint laced with yeah angel dust that is ha- i've heard about that yeah like i forgot that angel dust was even a thing. i know yeah yeah that was also like just because we have different drugs that become problems, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, but there was a time where angel dust was way more in the news. And exactly. I just haven't heard of it in a while. And now it's like, you know, fentanyl and... Exactly. And, uh, you know, all these other crocodile and bath salts and stuff. Like, I know, those are our right? Version of that. Seriously. And like, well, meth. Like, people weren't talking yeah. about crystal meth in 95. Nope. The way we are and i stupidly thought meth went away a little bit and apparently it's become even worse i have a friend who's on meth is right it, now yeah and... has it gotten like worse nationally mm-hmm. oh yeah i guess you're i think you're right actually so yeah. i saw the front line like the better part of 10 years ago maybe a little bit more than that where it started mostly in the pacific northwest mm. in terms of it being the highest you know like problem areas mm-hmm. And it started to slowly make its way east. And what the cops of like like various Oregon or Washington like type cities uh, or state cities and state those types of states um, were saying that basically they they were trying to warn because it it, it had started to become a problem very much in the Midwest, like Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and like Illinois and stuff like that. And they're like, we're trying to tell the East Coast this is coming because unlike a lot of things, we actually can really track this based on people's mug shots. Because once you're kind of hooked, it's very rare to like get off of it and people keep getting rearrested. And so what you see happening is you see a relatively healthy person come in for their first mug mm-hmm. shot. And by the time they're at their, whether it's their third or their ninth or whatever, you just see them missing teeth, their skin ages and whatever else happens. And so like, this is like a real problem. And, you know, the people in the States in between didn't have as many mug shots. It's like, it was like mm-hmm. a weird math thing that they could like track. And yeah. they're like, it's 
getting worse. And I thought it did for a while. And then I thought it kind of leveled out. But apparently it's a huge problem in the gay party nightlife scene. Which I've And I know that. two people now who mm-hmm. have a problem with meth. I, I found out about a second mm. person in my general circle from Denver that had an issue. Still does. Both men do. So mm-hmm. it's like horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that it gets... Because these were adults too. These were not 18 year olds that got... Yeah. These were people in their 30s that got hooked. And it's like shit. I thought you were the... not going to go down that lane after a certain age. Yeah, for sure. You just never know. I mean, there's like... And it's, the thing about it, it's highly addictive. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, the, the messed up thing about that is, like, you know, you go to a party and it's like, hey, you know, oh, I've done coke before or whatever. And it's like, or I've done this. And I was like, you know, I, I imagine it's like, okay, I'll try it this one time. I mean, you know. That's why they say meth, never once. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I, that's just not something any anybody should really try because you could really see the you know where nothing it leads. good nothing yeah. good comes of it yeah you know as opposed to like weed like we were talking about in the last episode yeah it's yeah. generally fine yeah I and mean, you and i have even had a conversation it's the cheapest of all the drugs including it's alcohol so cheap. it's so cheap especially now before it was a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. but like now it's like they're practically giving it away sometimes no seriously know? i spent by the end of the year, I did like two different, like a Black Friday sale. And then I went to this other store that had like a, like half the inventory, on, like 50% or, or something crazy like that. Okay. What I'm trying to say is by the end of 2022, I probably dropped a little more than 200 on a lot of mm-hmm. weed. Yeah. I still have most of that fucking right. weed. And I take a gummy at least one a day. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, that's four months later, five months, four months to five months later. Yeah. I went once to a weed store like a month ago because mm-hmm. I wanted specific stuff with CBG in it, which mm-hmm. is my favorite, like, you know, not CBD, CBG is in Gary. And it just, it's a great body high for me. And I was going through some health stuff, so I needed to replenish that part. But no, I still have so much weed. Right, I'd be. I'm, I'll be good till June if I don't go. And that's what I was saying about for two hundred. That's insane. Right. You cannot do that with alcohol. You can do that with cigarettes. You can do that. Uh, yeah, nothing. you couldn't do that with legal stuff. I mean, and then like on the other end, like I can't believe how expensive some of these drugs are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, oh my god, how are they spending like two hundred dollars a day on drugs? I know. It's sad because they get hooked. Yeah, and cannot stop. You just cannot. And it was, and it was like pretty much invented to be work drugs. Mm -hmm. Like they, I think it like really became popular, honestly, like the Nazis Mm. because they were trying to keep people marching and stuff like that. And it's like, cool. We have another thing to blame the Nazis for. Exactly. It really is. And it was, you know, it was it was seen as a miracle drug, and mm-hmm. God, yeah. But anyway, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the point of going on math. these riffs is also just to like humanize all problems people go through, right? You know, and yeah. and like how communities get destroyed, and mm-hmm. I don't that, know, because that was that was the the character that was the Felicia character. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, yeah, addicted to. To crack cocaine and as was the other guy that was watching um chris tucker yeah defecate, defecate um yeah. yeah 
<laughs> they both were yeah like just the neighborhood crackheads like, yeah literally it's sad because it almost makes it that every time not being high is like painful i know you know like literally painful which is yeah, and yet when horrible. they're in the street doing anything they're not in this world like mm-hmm. i've clocked so many people in my neighborhood yeah. just fighting a tree branch or having a conversation with no one and yeah. it's so sad especially like not that i didn't have empathy before but i think you always get a deeper level of empathy when there's mm-hmm. a connection to something yeah. whether it's your own lived experiences or a friend mm-hmm. and like seeing how look my friend that's on meth was never squeaky clean but he was not anything close to this and i thought when i left denver he was a grown-up who had maybe fought certain demons Mm -hmm. that he had and um it's just unbelievable that he might be one of these people i see in the streets to other people that he sees in life like it's just i my brain always goes to him and just kind of um my heart breaks a little you know so depressing but there's no way i mean like He's, I mean, look, this isn't a secret. I'm not going to say who, but I mean, like, he thinks I'm in his house and calls yeah. me all the time to tell me to leave. So, I mean, like, uh, and I'm a, a, another time zone away. So it's just like, of all people, I should be mad at him. But no, I'm just, yeah. it's just given me a deeper compassion to like, oh, these people probably had a productive life at one mm-hmm. point, And yeah. now they're yelling at nothing in the street. Right. Whether you're yelling for someone to get out of your house that's not there or whether you're yelling at something in the street, it's mm-hmm. the it's the same coin if not the same side actually not even doesn't even have to be different sides so it's just especially like all these characters for the most part were really young too in the movie like yeah yeah, some were grown-ups more but they no one was over like 50 Yeah, you know and there's drive-bys happening there's two drug addicts there's that bully guy on a bike that is such a waste of space (laughs) you know like it's just like and a then because even like chris tucker's character who's a knucklehead yeah right and like he does not have his life together yeah he's also not a bad guy he's he's, not. he's a 21 22 year old man yeah we all know someone just like that whether they're on weed or just not like just shit. just yeah. the lying to lie to get out of shit like <laughs> we and then they turn 30 and they're normal humans <laughs> like you know right, what i mean yeah. like that's not these this is such a just not just snapshot in time but like mm-hmm. youth could go either which way you see how fragile youth is yeah. in this movie yeah that's absolutely. what kind of read to me a little bit like yeah. all these characters could go a thousand different ways right and that's most young people and, and like it's weird because like you know now it's way after the fact it's oh god it's almost like 30 years almost yeah <laughs> and like Oof. you think about it and you're like oh my god where are these people now and stuff like that yeah god the mom was so funny too. i love the mom so <laughs> she much. was probably one of my favorite parts yeah sure. her and chris tucker oh my god yeah she was so good she was talking to that neighbor so fake <gasps> loved it flawless give her an oscar <laughs> flawless <laughs> especially okay i'll call you okay or, okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just so, so good good um, yeah i mean i guess one thing i didn't like was the you know the fat shaming mm-hmm. of that one well of course you know like yeah whatever. god that was such a thing though in the 90s but it, was. it was culturally accurate i'm not saying that's right but i, I mean like that exactly. didn't happen in a vacuum either mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna yeah. say i'm like 
there's probably there's so many there's so many things around this time i mean god even looking at friends like well a huge plot point is monica yeah. being overweight when right. she was younger right and, and that being such a, a piece of shame yeah and she's not even and she only had a productive life once she lost weight yeah. like that's kind of the subtext you know? yeah which is kind of bad so i i get it's like the time period or whatever but other than that i like, think it aged fine i think it aged that. pretty fine yeah because it felt like it stayed in its lane like it wasn't um I mean, the only other thing, I guess, too, was like there was a lot of calling women bitches. Yeah. But that was also in that the culture and was it wasn't always a diss. It was sort of like even I have to correct myself sometimes when like it's a little different with like my friends I've known for forever. But like I think part of my sense of humor is I like saying inappropriate things with friends, mm-hmm. not like, professionally, but like with yeah. friends Um, when we know that we're just joking and playing. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that as much out here in part because everyone has different boundaries and I respect it. But like, I don't know if it's clear I'd be joking if I were to call one of our girlfriends a bitch Mm -hmm. or a a cunt or like Mm -hmm. whore, you know, and I obviously would never say that for real. Like Mm -hmm. even someone I don't like behind their back. I don't believe in name calling. I don't think it's productive. But, like, I just think it's funny to take the power out of words and say dumb shit. Exactly. But I'm like, oh, I think I can only do that with my Denver girlfriends because that's just our love language. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. like we, we've we said things I won't say on the podcast that are not even based on anything true, but just try to mm-hmm. offend each other. And it's great fun. But um, yeah. out here, I'm like, oh... I yeah. mean, A, the time has changed a little yeah. too, so I maybe mean, that's not as appealing to me anyway, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about that kind of recently, that like, I'm like, oh no, I have a pretty goddamn foul mouth, Yeah, and in the wrong hands, that would sound terrible, mm-hmm. some of the shit I say, but like, I should be allowed to say bitch, because yeah. I'm yeah. a girl, but it's like, I wasn't offended, because this was a period piece yeah. at this point, like, this yeah. is how people spoke you're right because it really is a part of yeah it i mean a snapshot in which it wasn't meant to inflame it wasn't yeah exactly i think that's it it was a descriptor almost which it was just like yeah saying hi like i don't know like yeah I think I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, there's like jokes where it's like you had to be there. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of television and media and movies are you had to live through it. Yeah, it's not a like sometimes people are offensive for offensive sake, like blackface. That Mm -hmm. was never like that. No, 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 no. no. We're not going to defend that. We're not here for that. That was never. a. That was always punching down. Yes, that was always punching down. That was always based in racism. That Mm -hmm. was never a weird thing thing that became like normal for fine reasons or reasons that weren't inflammatory mm-hmm. but i feel like sometimes these cultural criticisms nuance gets lost in translation where it's like but that was not the intent right that was not how that character received that line well because you like, know things just mean different i mean yeah words think about, change think about the word gay yeah it used to mean happy it used to mean happy and they use gay all the time for everything and now you can't now use we don our gay apparel yeah yeah and it, and now if you say gay it means something completely different yep that's 
fine but like you it has to be understood that like yeah sometimes things change and it's not even that culture has changed the literal actual word has just changed yeah 100 percent. so i don't know i think people it's always important to try to figure out what you don't know Mm -hmm. firsthand yeah i think that's the moral of every story to be honest not just with words but yeah you don't understand something maybe don't judge it if you didn't live through that if it's not your lived experience Mm -hmm. pick up a book watch a youtube video figure out what the origin is and that is and that is kind of it is a testament to this movie that this is still pretty popular because i do see especially the one where the, the the part where they're like damn like that mm-hmm. snapshot in particular i just kind of see a lot yeah. like parts of this movie i recognize just nebulously yeah because like whether it's screenshots from video essays whether it's like a reference in some vh1 countdown show mm-hmm. that i saw 15 years ago like i don't know where these references come from but some of the imagery was not surprising to me because mm-hmm. i'd seen it somewhere right i knew the love interest had short hair yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I knew, like something, like y- you know, like I don't know. It's in culture for sure. Yeah, God, that's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a, uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was a good, it was fun, it was entertaining, and yeah, and it had a good message. So good, I good. Yeah, no good. complaints. Yeah. I like that. I almost like too that the romance didn't end on a kiss. Yes. It was I'm, like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. Like, because that's kind of, I don't know if some guy beat up a guy in my honor, right? And uh-huh. a little bit for him, too. I mean, there was, sure. there was a lot of layers to why Ice Cube went for this guy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't, even if I had a crush on him, I don't think my mm-hmm. instinct would be to have that be our first kiss. Yeah. That's weirdly grounded to be like, it I'll is. call you tomorrow. That's smart. Every and other Ned movie. wrote this. Yes. Ned I wrote know. this. You know, like, good job, Cube. Like, good job. Because yeah. usually, I mean, that's like a, that's like a f- complete fantasy. I mean. And it's but a cliche that, at it's, that. And it happens all the time. It every superhero. Still. Every superhero movie. Every yes. Jurassic World movie, every besides mm-hmm. Jake Johnson and Lauren Lapkus, which was great. Yeah. She ad libbed that. Well, she's and, a queen. Yeah, of course. I think if I were to think a movie that Ice Cube would have written around this time, mm-hmm. like Let's Transport Myself mm-hmm. back then, I wouldn't have thought it would have. Yeah. I would have thought it would have been definitely a lot more. I mean, it was. Like a lot more violent, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so, I was actually yeah. shocked when the violence started happening. Yes, me too. You know, it was like so lighthearted. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, in the fantasy, when he pulled the trigger, yeah, you know, I shrieked a little, and but I knew I was like, no, there's no you way because of. like this guy didn't shoot someone and mm-hmm. get away with it. That's not realistic. So like, yeah. and I know there's sequels. So I'm like, is this a dream? Like, what the like some did he shoot the mailbox like what mm-hmm. what's going on but then like that and like the drive-by and everything right. i was clutching my pearls because i didn't think we were in that movie yeah they, that exactly. was another kind of red herring of sorts like there was threatening yeah. stuff but i didn't know it'd be machine guns coming out of a dark fan yeah for sure it was like it, that was i and i've seen it too and that caught me off guard so like good job and slipping yeah that in and making but that's the thing it's it it really does because if it started off violent like mm-hmm. that then yeah okay wouldn't have 
wouldn't have blinked at that at all. Yeah. But the fact that they kind of lulled you in. It was in, effective. I mean, pretty good job. Like those... They did a great job of for people who, you know, would have been prejudiced in this mm-hmm. time. They did a great job of humanizing stuff before right. it got a little too real or like what would be mm-hmm. off-putting for some people. Yeah. And that's actually very smart of them because it's kind of like the color purple of it all where it's like Steven Spielberg was a white man who directed it, mm-hmm. but it probably helped get butts in seats. You know, yeah. you have to give sometimes to be able to like change things, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it can't all be just like, right. It's a slow process. And yeah. And that's why I think, I mean, this was, I mean, I think it was all black cast. If I'm not, mistaken. I think so too. Yeah. Just, uh, like pretty I much. I don't think I clocked a white person. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, and, but I mean, that kind of goes back to, in some ways, I think there should be like a, a people of color, mm-hmm. uh, like Bechtel test. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah, where like it's like okay, yeah, we don't have any, we don't always defer to white people or I think whatever. There is actually a name for that. Somebody it, did come up, but I don't okay. remember what it is offhand. Or someone was proposing something. Because yeah. I think there needs to be that. I think there also needs to be. Not just. Bechdel test for like color but like what kind of characters are they playing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. are they the thug are they yeah. the smart asian are they the you know what i mean like like or are they a human that's going to be good and bad because mm-hmm. that's what fair representation is yeah. and good storytelling frankly is but then i think also with women there needs to be a test for like is she just a wife or a mom mm-hmm. Because that's been one of my big complaints in this. Like a lot of movies from before the 90s are that that's the whole personality, which is like similar to when the girl next door became a a trope and stuff, too. It's like they have to have other interests, not just talking about boys, but like what is their relationship to the men in the movie? Do they have a personality besides being kick ass and in love or like, you know, like just I don't know. There's a lot of changes that. We need to see. There sure are. But this was a great yeah. step in that direction. I think like so, this was yeah. like good, and I think it stood the test of time for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, yeah, my only complaints are like, yeah, the script could have been a little tighter. Mm-hmm. But if that's a first effort, it's a damn good one because it was still watchable, mm-hmm. yeah. even if it's like not going to win an award for a screenplay. Mm-hmm. It's still they did such a good job of like. I don't even want to say world building. It was more character building. Like, and I, I think part of that's some of the writing, but it's really a testament to the cast, I think, because they all just gave every, every person felt real to me, even if they were kind of a caricature. Like, everyone knows a weird dad. Everyone knows a fake mom. Everyone knows somebody with issues, whether it's drug related or not, but like the neighborhood crazy or like whatever. Everyone has the knucklehead best friend. Yeah. Everyone gets them into trouble all the time. Everyone's like Ice Cube's character was grounded, but like a little lost. Yeah. You know, it was just all like very. And then I love that the sweetheart girl across the neighborhood was tough. Yeah. In a way that was also grounded. It wasn't just like, hear me roar, I'm a female. It was just like, she was just livid on her sister's account in a very convincing way to me. That that was really good. Like, I really liked the way that she was written. Yeah, because she seemed almost boring at first, where it's like, oh, you're just pretty. And like, the object of affection. And 
There's not much there. Oh, no, I was right. That was another red herring. It's like, oh, no, you have a backbone. You're a formidable woman. Yeah, and it's like... this. And you're right. sweet. Right. Unlike uh, his, his the, the girl that he was dating. That was, yeah. Yeah. Who was also so 90s to me. She was so that 90s. Was, she was oh, like, that was so perfect, yeah. I loved it. I, I kind of loved her, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a mess, but like... Yeah. She was fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. I did not hate her being on screen. And also, we haven't mentioned, but we laughed really hard in the first scene with the Jehovah's Witness grandmothers. Oh, my <laughs> God. They were so funny. I wish they came back. <laughs> I wish they would have came back, too. They were very funny. Cussing at him and stuff like that. And then the neighbor with the side part. and oh like my God. was funny. Um, the preppy uh, neighbor. Yeah. The hot. The hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot. The There's just a lot going milk. on in this neighborhood. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I wasn't mad at it. Yeah, it definitely could have been tighter, but you know, I didn't mind it. I I liked it, you know, a lot more than. The thing is, it's it wasn't confu it wasn't confusing. No, it, it, no, I mean, like it just it, felt aimless. At aimless times. at times. Yeah. yeah. At least it. it at least. Um, it was less confusing than than uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah, that's still our least grounded movie. I yeah. think. Like Avatar is still at the bottom for me, but like Field of Dreams needs a new category for just most like bananas. I because at least yeah. with Avatar, it was like we know this plot because it's existed in every movie like mm-hmm. ever. You know, you were talking about Fern Gully. I was talking about Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. also reminiscent of a lot of other action movies yeah. in general um aliens yeah Yeah. but like field of dreams was just so what the f and i thought and i think we thought it was going to be good so like there's also the disappointment factor so so this is yeah this is kind of almost like it was yeah it was very understandable yeah yeah. grounded Also, one more mention, because you clocked that in Chris Tucker's room, he had a uh, Up in Smoke poster, because weed was his whole personality (laughs) and all, and, uh, like, we literally watched that, you know, that was last week's episode, but we watched that today, and Mm -hmm. we've had references in other movies, but Mm -hmm. I think this was the first one that it was, like, back-to-back. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of Wizard of Oz, and roughly half the movies, I feel like, that sounds high, but like a quarter at least like say. it's been in a there's been a lot of wizard of oz references mm-hmm. and then there's been a few other ones too that i'm not thinking of offhand but like not back to back like that. yeah and so apparent actually like not just a reference to but an actual poster of yep. the actual movie yep so yeah very funny mm-hmm. okie doke well next well, week mm-hmm. we're tackling a beast are we it's doing a three-parter pretty... in the same week? Is that what it's we gonna, landed yeah. on? Okay. Well, so the fourth is going to be on Thursday, so I think it'll be A New Hope. Yeah, we're watching Monday. Star Wars, yeah, we're finally. Watching Star Wars, we're finally yeah. climbing that Tackling Goliath, yeah. that Everest, which I'm candidly a little apathetic towards, but I have told Clark if I'm ever gonna at least i don't think i'm ever gonna love star wars and you Mm kind of feel that way too but if i'm ever gonna appreciate it it's going to be because i'm watching with you we'll go Mm -hmm. into the things of the things next week um we might repeat getting high because i did realize at one point today like oh i am more invested when i watch high 
or at least I'm, my mind doesn't meander and get as mad at the things I don't understand. So maybe maybe that's the best way to approach the Star Wars. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to sleep on it and think yeah, about think it for about a few it. days. But um, I'm finally watching Star Wars next week, and we're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have three episodes spaced out Monday yeah. through Thursday. It sounds like so yeah, we're gonna watch the fourth. original trilogy of the '70s. That's yeah, because Clark was like, no, we have to watch the whole initial you know franchise yeah i i think they're okay so (laughs) this is complicated we probably should talk about this but there is such thing as the machete order Mm -hmm. the machete order and this is going to be confusing so Mm -hmm. we're not gonna i don't think we should do it because i don't think it's necessary it's four five Mm -hmm. one two three six gotcha so it's like there's because the first two are prequels or the first the, the first, first um the ones from the 2000s are prequels yeah yeah so it, it kind of introduces because this is all it's ultimately the skywalker family yeah and you kind of see the different generations yeah so you see you get introduced to luke mm-hmm. and then you kind of see what happened before mm-hmm. luke and then you get the finale so mm-hmm. um but I think, but I think, yeah, I think just doing the original trilogy, I I think, I think if you are gonna like it, it'll probably be the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it, it for me the thing is when people don't like it, I I understand because I saw it so long ago and I just do not have a brain that didn't yeah. have it. You know, well, there's I mean? the whole How I Met Your Mother on like. I mean, it's a little more sexist than than what you mm-hmm. just said, but like why people might not like Star Wars, and it had to do with like growing up with it, and that's kind of the thesis of this podcast: two movies. Because a lot of the yeah. movies that you're like, why do you like it? It's like, well, because I saw it as a 16 year old. Yeah, and it's like I'm just not as, even though I'm clocking different things, I like, can't hardly wait or something like that. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know. It really charmed me as a 14 year old or right. whatever, and I see aspects of it but i still find it enjoyable because it's nostalgic for me yeah exactly you know what i mean whereas like star wars might be a world because i have attempted to see it before we'll get into it next Mm -hmm. week but i mean i just can't wrap my head around right it yeah so and also another thing about it is that it has grown up with me yep right 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 i grew up only knowing the original trilogy until mm-hmm. you know i was and then the world a just kid expanding yeah. yeah and i and you know i'm not mad at it i love that there's so many new shows and new a lot of people sometimes are like oh i didn't like and mm-hmm. i love everything that right. has happened so far and i just like the world i already know it right so like they're writing a lot of what they're writing right now is are things that don't have anything to do with the original movies at all like i mean you know Mm -hmm. but it's within the world Mm -hmm. it's just not connected and stuff and i'm like i don't know i I think that's pretty cool because i know the the rules of the world already yeah yeah so yeah we'll see yeah well so tune in next week Mm -hmm. subscribe so you don't miss it follow us on tiktok and youtube at let's finally watch it Again, I'm Lauren Blair Donovan, and if you care to stalk me, my handles pretty much everywhere are Blairosaurus Rex. And I am uh, Clark Knez, other Clarksy on the internet. Yeah. And we will catch you next time. Yes. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye.